Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. But I'm looking at the game that I'll be at. Bills-Dolphins, AFC East Showdown, Tua versus Josh Allen at Hard Rock Stadium. Got my parking, got my pass. How about that? Got my negative test here, got my proof of vaccination. I'm guarding this with my life from my cousin Christina Medicine Hat. Safe travels to the luckiest guy I know. Have fun. Thank you, Christine. I'm very, very, very lucky. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Good day, Canada and uh, Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. Broadcasting live from South Florida, beautiful South Florida, and uh, specifically, as you're going to be hearing over the next few days, Dodge City. That is the location of our broadcast, and uh, we are here, period. It is Canada's daytime show, but I'm not on my own. We got the moose here. Are we going to bring him? Can we get him on the screen? Darren Moose DuPont, we, you flashing hey, hey. Moose? What's going on? What How are you, doing? Did I do this? Yeah, I'm good. I'm hey. good. Florida looks awesome. I'm jealous I'm not there. Buddy, buddy. I've already changed shirts once. Oh. Whew. Tell me about it. I mean, the studio's not quite the same when it's empty like this. Well, I know. Well, there's a spot for you down here, Darren. And right. uh, this is the warm-up, of course, for Ecole Electric. And I listen, before we get into what we normally do here, which is Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show, I just want to give a shout-out to our crew, Jordan, Clark, Paul, Ryan, the entire crew, Darren, of course, for facilitating this. And uh, the, the technical setup is amazing. We're going to be down here for a while and guys, it's looking great. I've got all the comments here. Proof? Everybody's writing in from Manitoba and Winnipeg. Uh, Red Deer from the Puck and Pigskin podcast. It's Jason says, Morning, Rod. Sorry you had to watch that goose egg the Finns laid. Uh, from Laurent Severide says, Bad break for your guy in Tua, Rod. Well, listen, we're going to talk a lot of NFL on the program today. Why not? Because I'm in South Florida. I was at the game yesterday, the Bills and the Dolphins. But we do have some live guests coming up later on. Jamie Thomas, the uh, radio color commentator of the Winnipeg Jets, going to join us from 680 CJOB Winnipeg. Florida Panthers color commentator Bill, Lin- uh, Bill Lindsay is going to be joining us uh, later on today. So we're looking forward to that and um, the usual stuff. But I'll get to these comments. But first, the quick six show topics. Home, please, 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 if you don't mind. Thank you. Um, well, uh, hey, listen. Again, what do we say? Viewer takeover coming up. This is me and Moose's time. We'll get to your comments later. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, has written in and says, did you find any taco food trucks yet? No, it's been work. It's a work trip. I know it doesn't feel like it, but that's what I'm doing here. We're doing work. It's so hard. Work. And Moose, I'm going to just talk about my game, and then I want to talk about your game, the (laughs) Titans game, in a second. Okay, so... If you listen to my commentary this morning on Cat Country 98 and Rock 5, yes, the build a whooping on the uh, <laughs> Hard Luck Stadium. We're renaming Hard Rock Stadium to Hard Luck Stadium. That's what it was yesterday. I think that they had three sacks in the first quarter, the Bills, and they knocked two out of the game. But I don't think it would have mattered, Moose. If I don't, I don't know if you were watching the game or not. Can we get Moose on the screen? Moose, did you? Did you, did you find it on a screen anywhere i did I, I i'll be honest i didn't sit through all of it that's for sure 
I mean, I was flipping back and forth between every game, but I mean, that was, that was rough. And you were there in the front row, basically. Right. Right. So here's the thing. <sighs> Drop passes, missed tackles, penalties. I'm like the Miami Dolphins look like a bad high school football team here today. This is the team that went into New England last week and beat the Patriots. Now, I know the Bills were a top five team in the National Football League, but it, yeah, it was all of a 35 to nothing game yesterday at Hard Luck Stadium. But they're still tied for the division lead. Um, and I felt so sorry, Moose, for the Dolphins broadcasters because I'm leaving the stadium. I'm listening to the postgame show. Well, what positives can we find for the Dolphins today? Guys, it was 35 to nothing and your quarterback may be gone for the season. At the very least, an extended time. There's a very good chance the season's over. But, but Moose, I just want to say this. It was a win for me. I did have that meeting with the, with the Dolphins front office, as I said was going to happen. I did talk to Sam McGuavin after game, but you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, I do. Of course you do. Okay. The former Rough Rider from Texas Tech. We had it all set up ahead of the game. He said, come on down and meet me after the game. So I go outside the stadium, and I'm like, Sam, I'm here. I'm in the northwest corner. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm at the southwest corner. Come down here. So I had to go run into the player's parking lot. And the security guard's like, where do, you, where do you think you're going? I'm like, I got Sam McGuab right here. I got him on FaceTime right here. Like, Sam, tell him. He's like, that's not going to work, buddy. So I'm traipsing through mud and through people, and I couldn't get to go see Sam. So we ended up FaceTiming. We had a chat about the game. And the, how's, here's how good of a guy Sam McGuavin is, uh, the three-year Rough Rider, Darren. He said, "This make sure that you're safe, bro. Just stay safe because they're all worried about COVID. And I was just thinking, I'm not sure that you can – can you hug an NFL player? I don't know. I've hugged CFL players over the last couple of weeks, and I haven't been thrown in COVID jail because of it. But I was a little surprised that Sam was like, he's like, I'm in my truck waiting for, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then I just, I couldn't get there. So that was my story. So for, so for me, the day was a win. So there's my dolphin story in Sam McGuavin. But what about your Titans? Are you, this is like another miracle. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it didn't start good. They didn't, uh, they didn't capitalize on possessions. They went up and down the field on Seattle, but just didn't capitalize. Had to settle for three field goals. Um, and for Seattle, I mean, they took advantage of the big play. Russ found, um, whether it was Lockett, whether it was Swain, whoever it was, 50 yards at a time, um, chewing up big yardage. But in that second half... Uh, they caught all the breaks. Derrick Henry got rolling finally. We didn't know if that was going to happen. Julio Jones had over 100 yards. So it was, a, it was tough on the, uh, the old ticker because uh, it went right down to the wire. And uh, you know, they squeaked the one out in overtime. So I'll take it. I know they're a little upset in, uh, in Seattle uh, this morning. But they didn't play very well in the second half. Seattle didn't. The Titans defense had their number. And that was the problem last year for Tennessee, their defense, especially on third down. So they got things figured out. And I think we're back on track after the week one disaster. I, uh, I welcome the viewer comments. I'll bring them in now. I was a little harsh earlier, Moose. They're enjoying us rapping here right now. They're talking about of Monday course. Night Football. I, I will get to that. Uh, Todd Pinkney writes and says, there's still not a real challenger to the Bills in the AFC East. Well, not within the division, but let's not forget the Bills are one and one too. I mean, there was some there was some upsets, there was some surprising outcomes in Week Two on Sunday, uh, as John in Winnipeg says, Kansas City gets beat. Wowzers from uh, Tank Abbott, he's watching from the Energy City. He says, "Morning, 
Just let down by my Vikings. Can't see Mike Zimmer making it out of this one. Have a good show, Roddy and Moose. And uh, from the general in Calgary says, people go to retire in Florida, Rod, not work. Yeah, well, I've always been the guy that swims upstream, Moose, as you know. And uh, we're doing things a little differently here. I do want to talk about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if you watched our Instagram story, I said I had a feeling, Moose. The L.A. Chargers were favored by 3.5 at home. I just had a feeling about the Dallas Cowboys going into Los Angeles, and it happened. They pulled it off. Greg Zerline, the last-minute field goal, and a long one, by the way. A long one. And the Cowboys win it to go to one and one. It was a game that in the past the Cowboys would have lost. So I had that right. Cowboys straight up. I had the Edmonton Elks to cover the 8.5-point spread. Sorry, the uh, Blue Bombers to cover. They did that. But where my ticket for betregal.net was blown was the Alabama Crimson Tide not winning by 15.5. I think it was uh, 31-29, the victory over the Florida Gators. Uh, did, you, did you drop some, some Bet Regal points, Moose, this weekend at betregal.net? I did, and I went with my picks. And uh, the New Orleans Saints let me down. The Rams and Bucks did okay. Um, they played well. Straight up, they both won. Um, the Rams didn't cover the spread, though. So two of three straight up on winners, uh, only one of three, though, unfortunately, against the spread. I mean, the, we're going to start with the Saints. I mean, laid an egg. And they're yeah. going to need Jameis Winston to throw the football more than 22 times because now defenses can sit there, lock in on Alvin Kamara and the run game. He only had 11 touches in the game, I think for like 22 yards. So they're going to need Jameis to win football games. They're going to have to let him go. Um, he didn't throw the ball enough, and he didn't throw it well enough. They really got knocked back down to earth. So I don't know what the Saints are, but uh, we know what Tampa is. That's for sure. Uh, they laid it to uh, to Atlanta, and uh, and the Rams pulled out a last second win. So that's good. Yeah, and look, I'm going to get to some of these comments from the viewers. Musa from Corey Hill, watching on YouTube, says, "I like talking about hockey, but that's just me." Listen, we'll get to that, Corey. It's not the Corey Hill show. It's the Rod Peterson show. I'll do the talking. You do the watching. That is not changed, that? okay? Right. From the general in Calgary who's dropped six ninety nine in Super Chat Moose. He says, a little cash for the hardworking Moose and Rod. And how about Brady leading the league in passing touchdowns? Is Tampa Bay going to repeat? Five touchdown passes yesterday for Tom Brady. And they rolled over the Atlanta Falcons. I have no idea how they didn't shut Clark's Falcons out. But can I just say this before we move on? And as, this is two full segments, by the way, off the hop of me and Moose before we bring in Jamie Thomas of the Winnipeg Jets. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers look better than they did last year when they pretty much speed bagged everybody on the way to the Super Bowl victory in their own stadium. Am I right, Moose? They yeah. look better this year. And that's, by the way, they say you're supposed to overhaul... Uh, 20 to 30% of your roster every year. I'm not sure if that's for championship teams or not, but that was an Eric Tillman thing. You should need to overhaul 20 to 30% of your roster. They returned all 22 starters on offense and defense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they look better. We famously talked about the nine games it took, nine weeks to get everything sorted out at the beginning of the year last year, and then they got on a roll. Um, they were really good. And I saw the stat this morning. I think that's four straight games Four straight games at 44 years old that Tom Brady has now thrown for four touchdowns in a game. Four in a row. The record's five. I think Peyton Manning did it five in a row. 
So next week, they'll look to do that. Um, they're unstoppable, man. I mean, Gronk had a couple of touchdowns and looks young as ever. Um, you know, it's funny. They talked about the question, how long will Tom play? Will he play to 50? And he talked about, well, the Florida Heat's good on the joints. It's a retirement community. Mm. It's easy. Um, he's not retiring anytime soon. Tampa is far and away the best team in the National Football League as we sit here on Monday morning. 48-25 Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Atlanta Falcons. And I don't know how they gave up 25 points to the, to the Falcons. That's my only thing coming out of that week. Um, by the way, Nelson Vo, our content creator, says, how about my prop bet of the week? We talked about it earlier. Cooper Cup over 5.5 catches. He hit it 10 seconds into the second half. I saw he had nine. Cooper Cup had nine catches for the Los Angeles Rams. By the way, to the gentleman who says uh, he wants to talk hockey, we will get to that. I see Brady Leovold, the former Tampa Bay Lightning prospect watching from Muskoka, Ontario, says, let's go, RP show. Love the weekdays, as do I. We're the only talk show in Canada talking sports live during the daytime. But if we're the only talk show talking hockey from Florida, I'm more than happy with that. But it's September and they haven't started yet, so just back up the truck for a second. I'm going to move on. It's a lot of time in the National Football League, Moose. Which I told you when, when what I call you last night. I said we could do two hours on this. Oh yeah, but this is the warm up. Yeah, well, we're, we're just going to carry this over into the second block, as we say in the program. But we are brought to you, as always, here in the warm up by Ecole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. So in the Canadian Football League, Friday night doubleheader, the Hamilton Tiger Cats beating the Calgary Stampeders 23-17. I saw everybody was bitching about all the field goals in the first half and then coming out of the game, it was all about Bo Levi Mitchell and how he doesn't look right. That's evident. And let me just drop this. Could you imagine the Calgary Stampeders missing the playoffs? They had a built-in excuse if they didn't have Bo Levi Mitchell, but now they got him and they're still losing. So if anybody in Calgary wants to tell me what's going on, has anybody knocked on Jeff the Stamps fan's door lately, by the way, Moose? We haven't heard from Jeff the Stamps fan for a long time. I know. We need to do a house call on him. And, I'm and concerned. Make sure, yeah, make sure he's okay. This is Calgary. <laughs> and because it's Calgary and the expectations we have for them, it's time to hit the panic button in Calgary. It's time to I hit the panic so. button. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I'm going to carry my topics over into the second block here because I'm getting too, uh, too worked up. Um, Saskatchewan Rough Riders beating the Toronto Argonauts 30-16. to 16. Full disclosure here, I fell asleep after the first quarter. Eastern time zone, it didn't kick off till 9.45 p.m. But the Riders scored in their opening drive, and they never looked back. That's what I saw. When the yeah. CFL sent me the score sheet after the game, 30-16, uh, to 16, it ended. Rough Riders winning. Uh, it was more convincing than I thought. I thought Toronto would uh, beat the spread of 4.5. Didn't happen. Riders won the turnover battle 5-1 going to win you every game and i'll say the riders are who we thought they were i said they're a stable balanced team and they showed it on friday night so all is right there so with the absence of anything else to bitch about moose <laughs> what i saw flooding my social media all weekend was the seventeen thousand people at the game and i'm like what there's nothing else to bitch about the team yeah. pitched a perfect game almost you're going to bitch about attendance tired of it Moving on, BC Lions beat the Montreal Alouettes 27-18 to in the first of a Saturday doubleheader. And then the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, went into Edmonton and rolled 37-22 over the Elks. And that was not a surprise. Not a lot of these games were surprises to me, other than maybe BC going into Montreal and winning. 
What was your take on week two in the CFL, Moose? Yeah, it was pretty good. I think, you know, you go back to that Saskatchewan-Toronto game, I think that was a really important win for Cody Fajardo. They had gone through a couple of really tough weeks, those back-to-back losses with Winnipeg, and he came out and talked about, you know, staying off social media and how it can be a real negative place when you're not playing well, especially in that hotbed of a fan base. Um, so that was important for him. BC continues to roll, man. I think, you know, I'm, I got BC circled here as a team to watch out for. To me, they're the, the biggest threat to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the BC Lions right now. Um, so I'm interested to see those two teams hook up. Um, those are my biggest takeaways. And, and of course, uh, Hamilton um, is, is rolling too. So, uh, yeah, my biggest takeaway, though, are the BC Lions right now. They're, they are my, I don't want to call them a dark horse because they're playing well. But for me in the West, they're the biggest threat right now to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, they're the best team in the CFL. And they've done nothing to extinguish that notion we're only by the way two points through the quick six show topic so i'm just going to take a break and just so you people know this is what's going to continue uh over for the foreseeable time this format moose and i talking sports because i said to darren we can do it we can absolutely do it the way that we're doing it here right now oh, yeah. and make it very entertaining and bring in the viewers a uh, couple just one I did the tweet to come join us with the links to listen and watch on streaming. And I did a gif of Jimmy Johnson yelling in the locker room, how about them Cowboys? And Donald Mitchell, our Navy friend, says they were lucky. Stop it. There's a lot of people that think there's no such thing as luck, and I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Once I got my life right, I got real lucky. Started to get real lucky. You know what I mean, Moose? Oh, yeah. 100%. Dallas Cowboys did not get lucky. The yeah, only you thing, have a thought on that? Go well, ahead. they were talking at length this morning, and I wanted your thoughts on, on Mike McCarthy and the timeout, time management, you know, kerfluffle at the end of it, the debacle. They, uh, he had an excuse that his guy couldn't see it or his clock went out. and The other coach. It, yeah. yeah. It didn't sound good, but they were able to overcome that mistake. So, You saw his explanation of it? Yeah, and did you see Rex Ryan this morning talking about it? They he's were, lying. They he's were, lying. Yeah, he's lying, comparing it to like, oh, well, the text messaging, right? I didn't get the text. Oh, on the network I'm on, the text didn't. No, you got the text, okay? You just, you just didn't see it or you didn't reply. Hey, coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, said that the coach upstairs and Mike had two separate game clocks that they were looking at. That's what he, that's what he said. And there was a miscommunication between him and his coaching staff. And I'm like, Rex Ryan had it right. Mike McCarthy is lying. But you know what? This is an incident where it worked out for the Dallas Cowboys. And to quote Craig McTavish, we don't critique our wins. Mac T last seen coaching in the Swiss League. We'll continue this uh, after this break, okay? It has been the warm-up brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data Lighting Center. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. Jamie Thompson on the way. Uh, Jamie Thomas on the way from the Winnipeg Jets. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. 
All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. How's that, Moose? He's told me to fiddle with my uh, mic level. Live from Dodge City. That's good. Okay, live from Dodge City here on a Monday. It's episode number 574 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what we're going to talk about here today. But the first hour, as you know, is presented by Explore Edmonton and the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series, September 25th and 26th in Edmonton. This weekend, the World Rugby 7 Series features teams from across the globe with action-packed Rugby 7s matchups. Purchase your tickets today at canadasevens.com. And uh, I want to thank all of our viewers, Darren. I don't know if you've talked with the Explore Edmonton people or not, but they've been snatching them up. It's going to be a very well-attended event, nearing a sellout, I believe. And I thank our viewers for rallying to the cause and buying their tickets at canadasevens.com, one of the greatest sporting events you're ever going to see. Now, before we get back into my quick six, because we left off at number two, I wanted to mention that tremendous job by producer Clark lining up our hour two guests in the form of Bill Lindsay. Now, I'm sure that name means a lot to our Canadian viewers. 16 years in the National Hockey League. He's currently broadcasting for the Florida Panthers, but I had no idea, Moose, that he's from Big Fork, Montana. And he really? played for the Nordiques. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Played for the Nordiques, the Panthers, the Flames, the Sharks, the Canadians, the Thrashers. And the U.S. national team. But I, I don't understand why, if you came to play in South Florida, why you would not stay in South Florida. Like Bobby Lou, uh, Ed Jovanovsky, Chris Pronger, a lot of those guys. But there's a, there's a great hockey community down here. And that 96 team, I've only been here for a couple of days. That 96 Florida Panthers team that went to the Stanley Cup final, they still talk about them. It seems like every day around here. They're not the 72 Dolphins, but they went to the Stanley Cup final. You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you old remember. enough to remember the no, 90s? I, I remember you know, what do you remember it. about that? I remember a UA Croup scoring the overtime winner in game four for the Avalanche to end it. I remember the rats on the ice and John Van Beesbrook. And, I mean, that was fun. And that really put them on the map. It's a shame that they really haven't had success since that, but they're having it now. I mean, Florida is one of the best teams in the National Hockey League as we sit here today. The last couple of seasons, they've been on the upswing. Joel Quenville's had a lot to do with that, but they've drafted well. Um, They've started to get a really good, young, high-end core. 
So I'd love to see them take over the market, much like Tampa Bay has done, you know, uh, in that market uh, in Florida. So, yeah, the Panthers. I love them. Yeah. All it would take is winning. That's right. You know, winning's a wonderful perfume. Covers a lot of stink. And Florida's on their way to doing that. They drew a they drew a tough competitor in round one last year in the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I'm just calling up the 1996 Stanley Cup Finals because it's 25 years ago. Doug McLean was coaching the Florida Panthers. And I think young whippersnappers like producer Clark and director Jordan wouldn't know. They're like, Doug McLean, he's the sports nut guy, right? Well, yeah, but he coached the Florida Panthers to the Stanley Cup final and then was the first ever coach the Columbus Blue Jackets ever had. I just think people forget about this. And Mark Crawford, nicknamed Crow, was the coach of the Colorado Avalanche who won that series in a sweep. I'm going to get back on point here in a second, but one of the guys, John Ohm in Winnipeg says, uh, Rod, you met with the Dolphins. Are you getting a job with the Dolphins? Dude! I have a job, and if you look around, it's the greatest job in the world. We were doing business. Darren, why do I need to keep saying this to people? Why do I need to? What? what? You've seen what I do with these games, right? You would have known exactly what I was doing with the Dolphins front office yesterday. Why do I feel like I'm on here explaining this every freaking week to people that don't? Are you getting a job here? You get a job. I have a job. What's wrong with these people? They're not around you every day. They don't, they don't understand how you operate or know how great things are. Maybe they know how great things are, but uh, it doesn't matter. That's the point. It doesn't matter. Look how great it is. We can't, it's, the sun is so bright that we can't focus the palm trees in the background, okay? Which, by the way, we will fix before you come home. I promise you that. Um, we'll, throw, we'll, we'll make that work. But, I mean, yeah, how can you not be in the greatest uh, oh, yeah. mood of all time? Broadcasting from... Dodge City and uh, Brian Dodge saying to me today, I'm said, I said, now I know why they say a cloud cover is the greatest thing for camera lighting. Are we going to get a cloud cover? And Brian's like, oh, yeah, it happened at 11. It's, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome That's living to Florida, on the coast. Man. Yeah. The Sunshine State. Uh, and by the way, Mandy in Edmonton's watching and she says, Rod, now Rod has the next perfume name. Can you imagine, Moose? Hashtag winning. That would be the name of the perfume. Can you imagine the perfume bottle? Hashtag winning. Oh, I know. Write that down. It's, it's like Febreze. They, the, the guys would always you know, spray the hockey bag with Febreze, and you'd walk into the basement. Febreze smells like lies because it's covering up the stench. <laughs> you didn't actually clean the gear. Well, and that's why, you know, playing summer hockey, when you would leave your hockey bag in the vehicle, and I can't remember one of my buddies back in the day, I'm like, where's your hockey gear? And he's like, it's in the, it's in the car. Just cooking. Oh. <laughs> you, know the, <laughs> you know the smell when it comes out, right? Yes. Anyways, uh, again, uh, it is the RP Show, and it is Hour One brought to you by the World Rugby Sevens. So this week, y'all, purchase your tickets at CanadaSevens.com. Back on point, Moose. I left off at point three. Monday night football. The Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. And you've seen this with these primetime NFL games. There's a storyline in all of them. I mean, shoot, you could get a storyline out of the Texans and Jaguars last week, even though it wasn't a primetime game. But every game has its storylines. And tonight it is Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers. Like, 
Clearly, we're all watching to see if what happened in week one for the Panthers and getting routed 38-3 by the Saints was an anomaly. Or is it the way things are going to go with the Aaron Rodgers era and that we're seeing, was that the beginning of the end, I guess? I mean, that, that's what we're all watching for tonight, correct? Yeah, I think it is. You know, Jared Goff seems to be in a pretty good spot in, in Detroit. And who would have thought that? I thought he would have looked okay in week one. Um, and, if, and if they find a way to win, I mean, tonight, that would just flip the NFL upside down. Aaron Rodgers, they thought he was going to come in in his last season and just, you know, mow through the NFL on a bit of a vengeance tour and one last dance like the Michael Jordan documentary and go out on top and then, and then leave to Denver or somewhere warm like California. But um, it hasn't been the case. And if Aaron Rodgers struggles tonight, we're going to be sitting here tomorrow morning talking about maybe they got to trade him now because this is clearly not working. But uh, so there's, right. some, there's some big intrigue at Monday Night Football tonight. That's what's great about Daytime sports talk. And uh, what were you saying, Clark? Oh, well, what time did you book the interview for? Okay. Okay. From Leonard uh, on the Prairie Mobile text line, he says, Seattle Seahawks got too greedy throwing those long passes in overtime. Well, you wouldn't be saying that if they'd connected and they'd won. <laughs> so that's, that's what the right. Seahawks do. Um, Moose, I, by the way, just to hook everybody... We're going to talk about Cody Fajardo saying the players have feelings too and imploring fans to lay off on social media, the quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and my guy, by the way, my favorite player in the CFL, saying that after the win the other night. He says, I wrote it down, the mental, the uh, social media bashing takes a toll on your body mentally as well. I want to talk about Cody's comments on that. We're talking about the Blue Jays. They're still holding a wild card spot as they... Uh, open a brand new week and they beat the twins five, three yesterday. And then some hockey notes, the Vegas golden Knights, Canada's team signing Nolan Patrick to a two year deal. So we will uh, take a pause. Moose, you're going to come back in a bit. Oh yeah. I'll see you in a bit. Okay. And uh, Jamie Thomas, color commentator of the Winnipeg jets joining us for a bit of a jets NHL preview. We are broadcasting the RP show live from Dodge city in South Florida. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. All right, we're back. We're back. On a Monday, episode number 574 of Canada's daytime sports talk show is at hand. And by the way, people think that I'm a Dolphins fan now. And it's going now. But people are writing me with the Tua Tagalavoa. First, I've got to figure out how to say the Dolphins quarterback's name right. Tua Tagaviola, no structural damage, no break, carted off the field yesterday in the home opener against the Buffalo Bills. 35 to nothing, the Bills rolled. Talking hockey now, let's, uh, let's get him on the screen. Jamie Thomas, Winnipeg Jets radio color man from 680 CJOB, looking like a million dollars. How you doing, JT? Great, man. Where are you located right now? I missed out on the, the memo where the Rod Peterson show has been moved to. I'm in Dodge City, South Florida, my man. Uh, we'll be nice, down here for a spell. Nice. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> well, you know, speaking <laughs> of, by the way, your your first season calling 
Winnipeg Jets games last year. You were parked. So what do you know, unable to travel? What do you know about this season for Jets radio? Uh, we, uh, Paul Edmonds and I, are fortunate enough to be traveling with the Jets for the time being. We all we all know how this is this is all fluid, right? So I uh, just had my first COVID test yesterday. Uh, we did uh, car wash days with the players. So we'll be traveling this year, Rod. We're very fortunate. I know a lot of teams aren't traveling their radio and, and television crews, but uh, we'll be uh, on the plane when the Jets uh, take off uh, for their first you know, the preseason games. And of course, uh, crossing my fingers, we're on that first California road trip when they head to Anaheim for their first game on October 13th. Interesting, because we had Brendan Batchelor on the air last week, Canucks radio, and they didn't know at that time. Mm-hmm. So about the Winnipeg Jets, you guys are in the throes of training camp. I guess you're through five, six days of uh, rookie camp. A lot of excitement yes. at Winnipeg amongst the fan base, JT. How the, how the rookies looking? Uh, they look pretty good, right, Rod? And when, when you have a team that is clearly as veteran-laden as the Winnipeg Jets, there's a lot of guys that you, you take a look at, but you know a lot of spots are, are certainly set with the, with this hockey glove. And then cl- clearly with the acquisitions of Nate Smith and Brendan Dillon in the offseason, your blue line is set. And, you know, Nathan Bullyu's back from all his broken bones that he sustained last season, so he's healthy and ready to go. So your blue line's set. And then up front, you kind of have some places to, to fit in. You know, Cole Perfetti might get a couple of looks during the preseason. Kirsten Veselainen, it seems like, you know, he's not he's not really a rookie, but he's been skating these past four or five days. And he kind of seems to be the front runner for the right side of their third line with Ad, Andrew Kopp and, and Adam Lowry, right? So now you kind of figure out how where does everybody fit on the fourth line. And that's traditionally a place where Paul Maurice does not like young kids, right? It, it's not fair for their development to be in a spot where you're playing six to eight, maybe on a good night, 10 to 12 minutes. But for the most part, you're under 10 minutes. And that's just not how uh, young players develop in today's NHL. So uh, it, it's good to see a lot of the young kids. You, you see Andre Svechnikov's brother Evgeny out there. And he was talking the other day about he taught Andre the Svechnikov move that we saw the Carolina Star pull off a couple of times in the past couple of years. So, But other than that, Rod, it's, it's business as usual for... Who's going to be on this roster on opening night in Anaheim? Well, let me ask you this. Um, spent some time in Winnipeg, did some shows there, as you know, and I just I got that excited vibe from your fan base. But yeah. I like people want to know who the backup goalie is going to be because Laurent Brassois right. signed with Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm thinking if that's the biggest issue is your backup goalie, you're in pretty good yeah. shape. Who, who, who do you <laughs> think it's going to be? Well, it's no question it's going to be Eric Comrie, Rod. Like, it, he... he for all this kid has been through, he has earned this opportunity. And Wade Flaherty, the Jets goaltending coach, told Paul Maurice the other day that, you know, this, I believe Eric can do this. He's really, you know, the times that he's come and played in for the Jets and, and backed up a little bit hasn't exactly been, it's been like the second game of back-to-back or, you know, there's been some injuries. So he hasn't really got a fair shake as as the backup goaltender here in Winnipeg when Lauren Brassois was here. So now it's Eric Comrie's net to lose in terms of the backup job. Now you have Mikhail Burden uh, down in Manitoba. You know, Arvid Holm came over from Sweden. Um, he's He'll likely start the year with the – well, he probably will. He will be uh, with the Manitoba Moose this year. So it is Eric Comrie's job. It's, it's you know, there isn't a large amount of work here, a body of work in the National Hockey League, but Eric Comrie has earned this opportunity and I think from what everybody's saying and from what I've seen from him and what I know of Eric Comrie, he's he's earned this right, and I think he's going to run with it. Who was the defenseman, Jamie, that your general manager, Kevin Sheveldayoff, said is a beautiful fit 
from what we need? Was it Brennan, Dylan, or Nate Schmidt, or somebody else? But I thought that was a... GMs don't usually gush about a player. Was it one of those two guys? Or do you remember the Absolutely, quote? Absolutely, Rod. Yeah, it, I certainly remember the quote. And I, I could see why you can kind of see where two of them fit, right? And Nate Schmidt is great in the dressing room, high energy guy. And when you have a long regular season, as as the, the players do in, in the, back to the 82-game schedule, you need those high energy guys to keep things going in January and when it's cold out and you just get back from the Christmas break and you're like, oh man, there's still 30 plus games to go here. It's tough. So Nate Schmidt kind of fits in that way. Brennan Dillon uh, would fit in another way because he's, Andrew Kopp said last year after the Jets were eliminated four straight by the Montreal Canadiens, they need to be a tougher team to play against. Brennan Dillon fits that mold. So I don't, I know the quote, I'm not sure which defenseman is, but I think you can plug it into either one of them, Rod, right? Because you add some size in your blue line, some toughness, and you got a Nate Schmidt, a high energy guy, is also very good um, defending as well. Like he he teamed up with Alex Edler last year in Vancouver, even though it wasn't the best season for anybody with the Vancouver Canucks. That was one that was their shutdown pair. So uh, Nate Schmidt kind of fits in where the Jets need, and you could probably play with uh, Josh Morrissey and or Logan Stanley on the team's third defense pairing uh, heading into this season. Uh, from our viewers, Trevor Bazillo in Winnipeg says, just because he's played a lot of games in the AHL doesn't mean he should automatically be our backup. I have Moose season tickets. He's going to cost us yeah. points. Talking about Comrie, do you have a thought on that? Listen, I, I respect everybody's opinion, and totally you, when you see Eric Comrie play night after night uh, at the American Hockey League level, um, you're, you're entitled to your opinion, right? So, but... I, I believe Wade Flaherty has a handle on Hunter Hellebuck's not going to play 80 games this year. Are you really trust, you know, 10 to, you know, 20 point, 20, 18 to 20 points, a guy that can't play the game in the National Hockey League level? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and considering where, what division the Winnipeg Jets are in, Rod, in the Central Division, it's a highly competitive division. Uh, it is one of the better divisions in the National Hockey League right now. So I think that's a lot to to put on somebody that's not prepared or able to handle the pressure of being the Jets' backup goaltender. Hey, last one, Jamie. James Zylstra's watching. His question's kind of similar to my last one. He says, the Winnipeg Jets right. just have to beat the Colorado Avalanche in their division, man. I've got the Jets pick number two in the Central, and I don't think it's yeah. uh, going to be that difficult for them to do it. I mean, what do you think? I, I think it, it's... You know, you, you look around the division, clearly Colorado's the class. There's not even a doubt in my mind. Uh, we can't over we can't overlook St. Louis. Whatever happens with Kirill Kaprizov, I think that's something that bears watching for the Minnesota Wild because I feel, think they're going to be a handful. Nashville's thin on the back end. When is the last time we've said the Nashville Predators are thin on their back end? I don't think we've said that for a long time. Chicago was supposed to be part of the rebuilding project. That took that train one off the rails real fast in the offseason. I still think the Jets are, Jets are ahead of them in that department. So... I'd have to agree with your your viewer right there, right? That they are they are clearly a one, two, or three in this in the central division. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's starting to get a little. It was warm yesterday, but hockey season is just around the corner. So I can see why Jets fans are highly encouraged by what's coming on and what they've done in the off season because it's it's a team that's ready to win. It's a team that's set to make the playoffs and do some damage in it. I think it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Jamie, enjoy yourself. I appreciate the time. I know how busy uh, that life is, and uh, let's do it again soon, yeah. my man. Yeah, you do it. Enjoy yourself down there, buddy. You deserve it.
Thanks, ma'am. My uh, good and longtime friend, Jamie Thomas, Winnipeg Jets radio color man from 680 CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation, joining us. And yes, we are broadcasting from South Florida. We'll be for a while. And I know people have some CFL comments to get to. Where's the one here from Allie in Edmonton? I'll get to that in a moment. Ray is watching in the Kitchener, Ontario area. Ray in the six says, hi, Rod, you're looking good in Florida. After two weeks, Josh Allen doesn't look quite right to me. The Bills defense was a big part of the win in Miami. Have fun down there. That's from Ray. Well, listen, <laughs> I watched Josh Allen very, very closely yesterday for a couple of reasons. Uh, a, he was right in front of me for one. I'm just calling up the stats right now. I'm not ignoring you. Uh, B, I was watching Sam McGuavin on the um, Dolphins defense because he did get some defensive plays, and he was in the backfield a lot, terrorizing Josh Allen, who went 17 of 33 for 179 yards, two passing touchdowns, one pick, was sacked once, and had five rushing yards. Uh, Josh Allen is the real deal. What is he, 6'4", 6'5"? He's one of the biggest guys on the field. Incredibly nimble. Sam McGuavin couldn't get a hand on him. Uh, best ability is availability. Josh Allen's healthy. He's been starting and finishing every game for the Buffalo Bills. And to be honest with you, they, they do look like the class of the AFC East. What can I say? I mean, yeah, there's still a tie. The Dolphins and Bills are one and one atop that division. But now the Patriots have weaseled their way into that discussion. It's an interesting division. Allie Hicks in Edmonton. Morning RP show. What an awesome game. Friday night at Mosaic. So glad we made the trip to Sask. Hats off to the riders and stadium staff for making everything go so smoothly. No issues at all getting through the gates. Enjoy Florida, RP. Thank you uh, so much, Allie and Edmonton. We'll talk about that and other things, and we'll see if Moose joins us after this break. we got enough topics on the table here. The Golden Corral of Sports Talk coming at you from South Florida. It's episode number 574, and we'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. We are live on a Monday Canada's daytime sports talk show. Just ahead of bringing the moose back in, a sports update I didn't get to. Ottawa University says one of its football players died shortly after a game. says fifth-nearing student Francis Perron died after the GG's game against the University of Toronto on Saturday. Perron had one tackle in an 11-10 loss to the Varsity Blues. The school has not said how Perron died. Uh, condolences to his family and the school going out from us. The Canadian men finished sixth at the World Rugby 7 Series in Vancouver. Canada lost to the U.S. 26-7 in the fifth-place playoff. The Canadian women crushed Mexico 48-0 to finish third in the four-team Fast Four tournament. On they go to Edmonton. And again, it's our last week with Explore Edmonton and the World Rugby 7s. 
Get your tickets this week, Canada7s.com. Head on up to Edmonton. They got the smoke. And I looked at the forecast here, 20 degrees Celsius, 17 degrees Celsius, and a mix of sun and cloud. Uh, get your tickets again, Canada7s.com. Darren Clark won the Stanford International for his third PGA Tour Champions victory of the season. Clark beat K.J. Choi with a birdie in the second hole of a playoff. Calgary's Stephen Ames was three over and tied for 60th. And just some more NFL talk because you can't get enough. Tom Brady did it to the Falcons again. Tom Edward Brady threw for 276 yards and five touchdowns, and the veteran NFL quarterback improved at 9-0. and Lifetime against the Dirty Birds. Bucks won 48-25, and they've now won 10 in a row. It was a rough day for NFL quarterbacks. Miami's Tua, Tunga Vailoa. Nailed was it. Was forced out by a rib injury. <laughs> yeah, what up? What do you got, Moose? No, you nailed Tunga Vailoa. It was um, phonetically spelled for me. Carson Wentz. Of the Colts hurt his right ankle. Chicago's Andy Dalton had a knee issue, which we learned today is a torn ACL. That's God saying you're supposed to be playing Justin Field. Don't you think, Moose? Yeah, it's probably time. <laughs> and Houston's Tyrod Taylor. We can get into that later. We're gonna do we're gonna get into that now. And Houston's T Mobile. Tyrod Taylor exited with a hamstring injury. Uh, this sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, where you never have to ask for the CFL to be put on. For Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. And for Ballers, Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination, home of the four hour Rough Rider tailgate party. We got a lot of time in this segment, Moose. So, from one of our viewers, he suggested a poll question, my man. And you, you know how we like to be interactive around here. It was Pink's, one of our P1s. And his suggestion was for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, who's been the best quarterback through two weeks of the NFL season, Kyler Murray or Tom Brady? But, Darren, I just went to the big board, and here's who's leading the NFL in passing through four weeks. Derek Carr is the overall NFL passing leader with 817 yards. The Derek Carr. Yeah. Connor Murray's number two, Patrick Mahomes, number three, Justin Herbert, number four, and TB12, number five. So I put up the poll question with four of these guys. Who's been the best quarterback through two weeks? Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. And I just put it on Twitter, and Tom is leading with 55% of the vote. The guys are scrambling to put it on Facebook right now, and they will. I expect Tom will win that poll. So where are you on NFL quarterbacks through two weeks? Yeah, I think that's you got it right. I mean, those are those are probably the top four right now. Derek Carr is not getting enough respect at all um, for being. Mm. Is he elite? I don't know because he's not he's not a sexy quarterback. You don't look at him being like that's the guy I want. That's the guy I want right now is Derek Carr. But he might be. Look you would never on. say that. You would never, ever say it. But look what he did on Monday Night Football. Look what he's doing again this week against a pretty good Pittsburgh defense and a really good Pittsburgh football mm -hmm. team. So he's done some really good things. Look what they did to the Baltimore Ravens, right? So Vegas, for me, is a team that is on the radar as are they an elite team or are they just a good team? 
because we know they're at least a good team. You know, Carolina's another one of those teams, 2-0. and And Sam Darnold seems to have found his stride and, you know, reinvented his career or resurrected his career the, as early as it is in Carolina with the Panthers. He was good again this week. Um, so, again, I don't really know, but... But, Tom, he's throwing the touchdown passes, too, and making it look easy. So I don't blame – I would probably still vote for Tom, uh, despite all these other quarterbacks having great starts. I'm voting for Tom. I'll always vote for Tom. And there are a lot of Tom Brady fans even here in South Florida, as you can yeah. well imagine. Uh, b- by the way, we invite your questions on the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. We're going to break right away. But come back for hour two, and we're going to do more of this. Moose and I talking about week two in the NFL, week seven in the CFL. We didn't get to that Fajardo talk, and I want to. Uh, by the way, Prairie Mobile is your SaskTel authorized dealer. Introducing SaskTel Plus Pricing. Updating your cell phone has never been easier. Pick up the device you've been wanting without any upfront costs. Take advantage of the Buy Now, Pay Later program today. That's Prairie Mobile communications with dealerships all across the province. We'll be right back with hour two in a moment. You're watching, we're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.